When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good tidings to Bald Move. Aaron and Jim are back to talk a little bit about House of the Dragon news with me and discuss a new fantasy league we are planning. Just a word on my conversation with Aaron and Jim. This was recorded about a week ago before we got the news that House of the Dragon Season 2 will be eight episodes long. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, I discussed that with Steve over at Double Dragon. Search for that wherever you search for podcasts. Then after I discuss recent doings with the Bald Move Boys, my friend Evan jumps on the podcast to talk about potential rules for creating a fantasy fantasy league. So this is a Hot D exclusive episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks to return to the Bookaloo format. Without further ado, here is your favorite and mine, Jim and Aaron. I've never been to Florida. Like, I've never been to Florida Wow. And I'm sure that there are fine people that live in Florida. I've just only ever heard bad things about Florida. I'm going to Florida this this week. All right. <laughs> there must be something valuable. There must be some reason to go to Florida. I know a lot of people that go to Florida, so there must be something good. I've just never heard anything. Florida, about Florida. is uh is humid California. I mean the weather's pretty See, this is know. what I'm talking about. You are not selling me on this. Mm-hmm. If you want sunshine, it's got the, it is, I think, the, that has the most sunshine per any state. Oh, well, there you go. Lots of miles of beautiful coastland. Jim, are you a Florida guy? Uh, I've been to Florida a bunch. I prefer California just because of the weather. I I think if you're going to go to Florida, you got to go not in the summer, Mm -hmm. pick a different time. Mm -hmm. Um, Because August is is unbearably hot. And and August is the worst. Terrible. Yeah. And that's like, especially for Orlando. The last two times I've been to Florida, it's been in the middle of August, and it's been horrible. So, <laughs> I went a bunch when I was a kid too, and I remember really loving it. But we okay. would typically go off season. So, <laughs> I keep waiting for someone to give me like a glowing endorsement because I mean, people move there, people like it. I, I just I, apparently I never heard anything good. So, uh, apologies to anyone who lives in Florida. I just I, at some point I'll need to go and uh, try it for myself. Uh, Aaron, you've the leadoff spot here. Uh, do you have any uh, hot D news to share? I've got a smattering. It's early goings, but there's this is the time where things are going to start happening. Um, I think I, I kind of was looking for things I feel like the people, the average fan wants to know. They're going to want to know when's it coming back? Are there going to be uh, what's what's going to be happening? Are there any tantalizing teasers about what's going to be happening? And like, are there any going to be any new faces? So I yeah. want to tackle those in kind of that rough order. Uh, as far as when it comes back, uh, our best guess comes from a variety interview with an HBO Max content creator. Uh, he's the CEO of content, I guess, Casey Bloy. He said that. Uh, he thinks or it's a good guess that the show will be coming back in 2024, but it would not be eligible for the 2024 Emmy season. So mm. Emmy eligibility closes on May 31st of 2024. So that means it's going to be late summer. But I, I don't know. I feel like that's a bit of a. I mean, it I, could be June, right? It could be June. It could be June. It could be early summer. But I it's, I feel like it's going to be late summer or maybe even the same fall slot that it came out in in the first place. Because uh, there's oh. just so uh, for, for for related reasons that we're going to be talking about, uh, to next. Um, it looks like we're about to start production. Back in February, it was reported by Midgar Times, which is not a huge outlet uh, known for scooping a bunch of stuff. But they had somehow gotten... Uh, 
some information about the shooting schedule for different countries. And their schedule said that they're going to start shooting in Spain in April 17th. And the filming was scheduled to wrap up December of 2023. That's a lot of, a lot of shooting and a lot of different places all over Europe. Okay. Let me ask you a question um, about this. Mm-hmm. Just because usually, you know, I see when I see something like that, I think, okay, you wrap it up and then all of the digital work that has to happen on the back end. But I'm wondering if you're shooting in this massive space that has all the projections on the wall and the ceiling, what do you call this new technology the that volume. they're using? The volume. If you're shooting in the volume, do you think that that lessens the work that usually would happen on the back end? Yeah, it's got well, definitely. Right? It definitely speeds it up. I mean, everyone has mm-hmm. said that, you know, once you get that technology down and you, and I guess there's a learning curve. That's something they were talking about in like the 1899 uh, behind the scenes. There's a learning curve to using that technology, like how yeah. to best exploit it, how to best use its lighting. Um, of course, the Game of Thrones, or I'm sorry, the House of the Dragon team have already gone through that. And that's everything I saw from Condal says that he anticipates season two's production to go much more smoothly than season one. Season one went pretty smooth, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're losing Miguel Sapochnik this year as far as like head director. But, you know, they got a stable of quality HBO directors. Condal seems like he knows what he's doing. Um but this this April mid April date was always a little skeptical because it was only being reported by this one source. But then things have started falling in place. Uh, in the first week of March, Matt Smith was at a Comic Con in Abu Dhabi of all places, and he said he had just received his uh, season two scripts. That was just a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. Steve Toussaint, uh, uh, the Sea Snake. Uh, celebrated his birthday last week. He mentioned that uh, House of the Dragon work was going to be starting very soon. So that kind of lines up with this mid-April. Mm. You know, these are guys that would 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 be involved in it. They're getting their scripts. They're saying they're getting their calls, their their call sheets. So it looks like, yeah, we are going to start probably seeing leaks from sets and whatnot uh, as, as as early as this time next month. Um, there was a four-year consideration event in New York last month, the HBO through. And a four-year consideration events are where they try to drum up support for their shows and Emmys, you know, four-year mm. consideration. Uh, and he revealed that in season two, there's going to be five new dragons are going to meet. I can't recall if we talked about any of the names of the un of, of the dragons we haven't seen yet. Jim, do you remember us talking about that in the non-spoiler section? Because I've got I've got some I guesses. I don't on remember it. Be. I, so um, I assume we didn't, but I'm not sure. Do you, th- do you think we should talk? Do you think I, we should talk about it a bit? Or I'll be honest. If you were to ask me to name like two dragons on the show, I could probably come <laughs> up with two. <laughs> uh-huh. I, know, I know that they uh, they look really scary. I do not know all of their names and and who who rides who. So maybe we ought to talk. About uh, so we should or should not? Absolutely. Yeah. Educate me. Okay, so there are three wild dragons that are named in the books that we haven't seen. I thought oh, Sheep te- Eater I, was Sheep Eater one of them. That's Sheep Stealer. See, sheep that's, that's Stealer. I, I thought I I thought I dropped just their names just so people can kind of like because like you know and I, and I Matt Smith might have uh, as uh, as uh, Damon might have said this in his like rundown of all the dragon strings they have available. But they're sheep stealer, and and when you're first introduced these in the books, you just get their names. So I'm gonna mm. uh, this is gonna be the same kind of like tease that you get in the books. So you got sheep stealer, uh, named for I guess it's penchant from stealing sheep's around the countryside around Dragonstone. You've got the gray ghost, named for its reclusiveness and its rarity of sighting and its coloration, and you've got the enigmatically but tantalizingly named the cannibal. Hmm. Nice. Uh, and that's the one that I'm most excited. He does not like sheep. He likes other dragons. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's tasted his kinfolk's flesh, and he prefers apparently preying on uh, dead dragons, young the same dragons, guy that dragon named eggs. Sheep eater. <laughs> that guy didn't name Dragon Eater, right? Just it's true. Somebody else named Cannibal, Dragon Stealer. They they're like, ah, we're gonna call it that, but we already got one. How about the Cannibal? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two most likely ones we're going to meet is uh, Silverwing, which you might recall was the steed that Good King Alicent, Alicent um, yeah. or Alicent rather, uh, the possessor of the Valerian steel womb. 
uh had so many so many children uh she just like single-handedly uh just 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 swelled the coffers of the targaryen genetic bank trust uh her dragon has been uh riderless since her death um and then uh the other one is was that the one that that wasn't able to go over the wall like there was some barrier to keep Alice I don't think from... I think I, I don't think so. I think you might be thinking of Balerion that like the when Viserys tried to ride him late in his career, he barely was able to clear no, the wall. There was some or... queen that was like, she, oh, she was... yeah, yeah, yeah. Alisane, when she went to visit the wall, it refused to go north of the I thought you were talking about the castle wall. of. Yeah, yeah the she Red was Keep. she was like, it, I, you know, this this dragon's never refused a command. But for some reason, I tried three times to fly up north and it wouldn't go past the wall and. I, I always found that a interesting detail that really never came to anything. I mean, well, you know, what can but you, that what can is you say about late, I think, late I Game think of Thrones? Uh, and then you've also got Tessarian, which is Darian Targaryen's dragon. Darian uh, is the youngest child of Viserion or Viserys, King Visit, and Alicent. And we haven't met him because when we did the time jump, he is off being squired in Old Town with his uh, uh, his his grandfather's family, the High Towers. So, uh, but he he has a dragon like all the others, and and we'll probably meet both of them uh, next season. Mm. So that's cool. We got we got even more dragons. Oops, all dragons is season two, House <laughs> of the Dragon. <laughs> Any confirmed uh, actors? New fate, new human faces. I've got a few. Uh, I one negative con- confirmation is Millie Alcock. Uh, she was asked if there was going to be, if she's going to return for season two. People thought maybe there'd be more flashback roles with her mm. and the younger Alicent, and she said, "Nope, nope, it's done. It's over." Okay. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if they brought her back in whatever the final season is for some kind of poignant, like look how far things have gone and look how things started kind of moment, but certainly not for season two unless they're lying, which is of course possible. Yeah. I've read um, that they, they are, they have talked about it. They've, they've mentioned it, but it's yeah, probably not going to happen. The other, so the other casting, and this is like another one of those kind of um, gray areas. There was a leaked audition tape. Of Emily Beecham. Now, Jim, you'll know her. She's the star of 1899. She was the main okay. mm-hmm. uh, time traveling crazy lady in that canceled show. She's got time on her hands. Uh, she's auditioned for the role of Allison Rivers. Are you familiar with this, Anthony? Refresh me because I, I've, I've so, kind of tried to not read ahead in the books. Gotcha. So she's one of the, like, uh, George Martin loves this archetype, the spooky woman. Uh, in the re- realm, uh, or the same kind of mold as Melisandre. Um, she is rumored to be the bastard offspring of Sir, or I'm sorry, Lord Lionel Strong. We like Lord Lionel. He was the lealist. Uh, she is of undetermined age, but she looks preternaturally young. Mm-hmm. She's got a knack for healing. So it's like one of those things where like the books like to do sometimes is like, well, is she just really good at the herbs and spices and she's just a whiz at uh, setting bones and she just looks young for her age? Or is she a witch? Mm. You know, does she 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 delve in dark portents with the old gods or is she just, you know, uh, a, 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 a maester that's a woman and she's barred from from going there? So. Uh, either way, she's going to be a major player. And if uh, you know this is a leaked audition role, it doesn't mean that she got it. I didn't see any confirmation of that, but she's a great actor and she would be, uh, uh, I think, great for the role. Uh, there's a couple other things. Um, Condal said the season two is going to have much more action and less character building. Uh, he told IndieWire that we're going to get to the spectacle this season. You already understand these people's complexities. Now they're being thrown into war. He said that in season two, we're going to hit the rhythms people came to expect from the middle run of Game of Thrones, but will have been earned and viewers will feel the tragedies because we put the work in. I thought it was interesting how he said it's the middle run Mm. (laughs) of Game Mm. of Thrones, Mm. which is not known for its high spectacle. But, you know, it was known for its quality spectacle. Uh, The show is he says it's going to expand its scope in the second season. He put in a variety interview. We've lived a good bit in the three different worlds through the show. King's Landing, Dragonstone, and Driftmark. I think these will continue to be the home bases for the show, but a war is coming that requires allegiances from different kingdoms and armies 
all over the map of Westeros. Oh, this is great news. I don't think we're going to get quite as vast as original Game of Thrones did in the final analysis, but there are definitely many new worlds to come and new worlds you haven't necessarily seen in the original show either. So maybe promising to explore some of the lesser known houses and regions I love of... It. This is exactly what I'd love to see with this. Yeah. Yeah, and finally, this doesn't have to do with season two, but uh, I thought it was a cool detail and an interesting uh, food for thought is they leaked the storyboards from the final episode of season one. Remember, uh, Eamon finds his nephew, Luke, uh, exposed on a long, uh, a a smaller dragon. He rides in there, Vagar, intending to scare his nephew, and Vagar just chomp, chomp, splash, splash. Mm Mm-hmm. The storyboards show the same thing happening. And then in the final scene, it says a brief moment where Eamon becomes the child and the camera pushes in on his face and then his face hardens. And it should the storyboard shows his face kind of like going into a a grim look. Um, They did not do that. Obviously, they kept with him being the child, maybe to keep uh, the potentials open for how they want to play this. Um. Because as I as I mentioned in the 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 show, the book portrays this as just intentional murder. Um, so you got to wonder, like, what is he? What? How is he going to frame these events? Because it's just him and Luke that saw it, and he's the only one left alive. How is he going to frame these events when he goes? I thought it's interesting that they had kind of like something that's more along the lines of the book, or a little bit more split in the middle and and they 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 definitely kept a little bit of that mystery so they could play with it in season two so that's the the roundup uh i found out for all the stuff in season two and some some last little morsels for season one uh going into our our first little hiatus here on the on the boogaloo another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We play an ugly game. I want winners. I want people that want to win. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm going to bring in... My friend Evan. Hey, Evan. Hey. Hey, gents. Evan has agreed to help us out by serving as the Lord Commander of our Fantasy League. He's going to be watching all the uh, House of the Dragon episodes of season two and making the hard decisions on which team has earned what points. And we're also going to all agree to uh, abide by his final judgment. So in, in many ways, he's the hammer of the gods when it comes to this league. Um, so ahead of time, thank you for, for doing that work of tedium. No problem. Anything to help the cause. I should probably name the folks who have committed to this. So Kim Renfro's on board. Uh, Bald Move Boy's on board. Um, Steve uh, from Double Dragon is on board. We have uh, Rima Joe from the Podcastica crew. And, oh, shoot, I'm going to forget someone and I'm going to feel bad about it. Is it you? Did you forget yourself? <laughs> I forgot me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I, 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 I'm committed. All right, so let me just uh, explain just a, a little bit of what I have in mind here. So I don't know if you, you're familiar with like uh, show-watching drinking games. Uh, have you ever been a part of one of these drinking games where if – you know, if one of your favorite characters says his catchphrase, you take a drink. So what would be like an example of like a, a Breaking Bad catchphrase or... Every time Jesse says the word bitch, you take a drink. <laughs> right. right, yeah, there you go. Every time they melt a body in acid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <but laughs> True, you, you, drain, you drain the glass, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is something very similar. And one of the, I would say, one of the, the key features of the Ice and Fire universe is that there's a lot of world building by show specific dialogue. 
The basic idea of this is that we've gathered together six different podcasters from around the ice and fire metaverse, and we've all agreed to uh, adhere by a set of rules and come up with a winner at the end based on our predictions of the kinds of things people will say on the show. We're going to host an auction. You're going to have a set amount of money, and you're going to purchase a phrase if you think it's going to be used. So let me just give you an example. So let's say I purchased the phrase, the realm, the realm, and I own the rights to that phrase. So I have sort of copyright ownership of the phrase, the realm. So if any character of the entire show says the realm, I earn three points. There's also a different kind of category of selection. You could select a person. You could select, let's say, Damon. The trick with these things is always, of course, you know, you got to make it simple enough to to kind of be able to explain, but uh, complicated enough to have a little strategy. Okay, so here's the tricky part. Let's say I own the realm. I own the phrase the realm, and you own the character Damon Targaryen. If he utters that phrase, you get six points. For him uttering the phrase. But I own the phrase, so I'm going to get three points. Gotcha. Right. If anyone in the show utters the phrase, the realm, I get three points. The trick is to draft or select both the character and the phrase. Because if Damon Targaryen utters the phrase, the realm, and you own both the phrase and the character, you multiply those point categories. Makes sense. All right. Are there also actions that that character could perform that I could get points for. So that's what I want to talk about here. And maybe we could get Evan to weigh in on some of this. Um, We could also add in certain actions that characters do, you know, like eats on screen or drinks on screen. Leaves a Starbucks cup on the table. Yeah. (laughs) The the only caveat that yes, leaves a star. (laughs) A product placement, any kind of product placement. The only trick here is that we want to level the playing field between book readers and non-book readers. So it can't be major plot points. It can't be like sits the Iron Throne or something like that. Okay, now let me ask you, is there, because like most of the drinking games I've played, there are weighted values. Like, you know, Jesse Pinkman saying bitch might be worth a drink. Um, Dissolving a body in acid might be worth, you know, two drinks. And then uh, I don't know what what would be the penultimate... uh, saying get out of my territory might finish the whole glass or finish your whole drink (laughs) are we going to weight any of these phrases based on their expected commonality so like you know the realm by god that might be a one pointer Mm -hmm. uh the first men might be a three pointer and then uh i would uh what would be driftwood throne Mm -hmm. or dark wings dark words some of those specific ones uh might be worth more i was thinking i originally i was thinking that that's a possibility then i thought maybe we could solve the disparity of these phrases by making it in an auction so everyone comes in with a hundred gold dragons in the bank and so you might want to pay more for the phrase my queen than the phrase the seven gods just because you think so that- everything is literally auction. You, yeah. It's how much you it's it's not like uh, it's, it's how much you're willing to bid for something. OK, OK. Evan, maybe auction you weigh in on cool. this. It'd be helpful to I mean, we're, we're just really trying to roll out some ideas here. Yeah. I, so I do think you got to wait it somehow. Right. Um, and I, I had also asked in my uh, preparation was I wrote down, are we doing actions as well? And that's something else like you'd have to wait. I think if we were to go actions, because you know, how many people might get stabbed in one episode, right? Could be 50, but <laughs> sits the iron throne. Great example might only happen once or twice a season. If I could just ask kind of like a structural question before I get too much in this art, is there a reason you think auction is better than say fantasy football draft? Yeah, originally I thought draft, and I, and I think we could probably still make that happen. I think initially I was just thinking about drafting characters, and I thought we're going to run out of characters. <laughs> you know, we we got six different teams. There's only so many people on the show. And then we talk about the ones that actually get significant speaking time. You probably only have right. a half dozen. Right, know. right. But, you know, we're adding, you know, a good 30 to 50 phrases that you could also draft. I think you could make a draft like that work. I thought maybe an auction would be better podcast content, but maybe structurally it's not the best choice. What do you think? 
Could you? Um. Okay. Because I got so many ideas too. So let's let's let let's wait this first point before I go crazy. So, like whether or not we do an auction or a draft. Yeah, I I I think it's to my because it's been a while since I played fantasy football, but I always enjoyed auction drafts more. But I think they're also a little more in, intimidating to newcomers, you know, because it's like one more thing to manage. So like, probably a draft style would be more friendly to people who are like kind of new to the concept. Uh, but like, uh, I I like the the auction because it kind of auto weights everything. You don't have to right. come and think of and and if you if you if if you misweight it, that's one thing. You know, it's like well, you just screwed yourself. But like, if someone walks, you know, is able to luck in the the word bastard or something that someone rated as like a low term and ends up being used in every episode, um. I, I guess I like the auction, but it might be more approachable to do the draft. I'm not worried about people being intimidated. The, the, we're, we're bringing in people who are podcast aficionados, right? Yeah. So at least they have the the chutzpah to get on the get on the microphone and assert themselves. So I've One... never done a fantasy league type of thing, but I'm willing to roll with whatever. I, I think whether it's an auction or, or or a draft i could figure it out yeah as a board gamer you're familiar with auction mechanics totally. you know do you think the uh, podcast might suffer long term if say one person has a team of all phrases and another person has a team of all characters so then that's an interesting question i think what i would do with that and this is just a suggestion is i would say okay we're each going to draft 10 point earners those being either phrases or people but you have to draft at least three of of each, right? You can decide how to weight it otherwise. Mm. But you need at least three characters from the show, or you can't just draft all characters. You need at least three phrases from the show. And then it's up to you to decide how to strategize that. Can I make a suggestion that I think would be fun, but it might interject a lot of silliness? Um, Is the ability to draft the field for each episode. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, you have all the named characters, but what if uh, some just extra, you know, some some uh, flea bottom riffraff that's not named says, you bastard, and you got bastard. And I said that I wanted the I wanted the field for season two, episode three. And that flea bottom <laughs> says that. So I get the points for him. Anyone like if it's uh, in any unnamed character. Uh-huh. Or maybe even undrafted character. Uh, you can get, you can, you can, you can, you can, because there's not that. It's like, it's like there's a huge cast, but when you're comparing this to the National Football League, it's not even close. And I know we only have six people, but so, still, it's like, tell me, 12, so it'd be like six times three is eighteen named characters. Yeah. That's scraping the bottom of the barrel at the end of that, I suspect. So, like having the field for ten episodes might be cool too. So the field for episode one would be specific to a particular phrase, or no, it'd be like any character that's not that not previously drafted. named. Uh, yeah, uh, and we could make it the field could be just literally it has to be an unknown, like unnamed, like just extra, or okay. <laughs> you know, it could be just any undrafted talent or or whatnot. Are we gonna have a waiver wire? I was, I was, I think that that's maybe down the list of priorities at this point. Okay. But I do think that we should revisit this closer to the show because it could be that there are particular characters that were not, uh, you know, even announced. But okay, so let's let's talk about that. So I'd be okay mm. with the field as long as it is episode specific. Yeah, I think it has to be. You'd be saying, I want the field for season two, episode six. Um, and then are you also saying? I'm taking the field in my I'm benching my team so you can't have your team and the field. I was thinking the field would be a like a just another player. It would sort of meet the criteria for a player. So instead of drafting yeah. like let's say let's say all the principles are gone and you need another character. And you don't want to draft like someone's, you know, uh, you know, manservants or whatever. Sure. Um, you could just draft the field. I think that, that and if we had if and if there's a bunch of people if there's still characters on, on like cuz I I think also um especially for non-book readers you might get somebody and let's say they get killed in episode 3 mm. 
that's rough. But like, if you have on the waiver wire, you know, the field and like, you know, some of the small, the, the, the more um, obscure characters, you might want to go ahead and grab them just to score some points, you know? I don't think that that necessarily is a book reader versus show reader thing, because I remember last season, I thought we'd see Otto throughout the whole, that whole season. Like I, I knew Otto was going to bite it, but I didn't think he was going to bite it so soon. Right. So. He, Who, Otto? Otto's still alive. I'm sorry, not Otto, but um, Lionel. Lionel? Lionel gets burnt, burnt, by, burnt yeah. alive by Laris. Yeah. Oh, right. Right, 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 So right. even so though that, I knew okay. that Lionel was yeah. going to get burnt, I had not know how, how flammable he actually was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess... You I'm, explained the waiver wire to me. I don't know the term. Oh, so like in fantasy football, uh, if you have all the players who are not currently on a team are on the waiver wire because everyone's waived them. And if you get a player that's injured, you can grab a player off the waiver wire mm. to substitute in for your injured player, a player who's, you know, getting kicked out, like whatever. whatever. Let's, let's imagine that in episode seven, they bring in Dinklage as a little cameo to play Mushroom or something uh-huh. like that. Okay. Of course, none of us have drafted because, you know, it was all a big secret. You know, the waiver wire would allow you to, like, sneak in and, and draft Mushroom or something like that. In, uh, to replace one of your drafted characters? You'd probably have to drop one of your characters to make it work, right? Drop him to the waiver. So if he's dead, that's safe. You can drop, you know, you can, sure. you can drop the dead player. Yeah. Although there's always flashbacks. You know, uh, How functionally, would the waiver wire work? Like, I I would say someone sends you an email, Evan, Evan, and then whichever email you get first, first come first serve. Yeah, who's ever willing to Venmo me? Or do we do it like do we keep a waiver order where it's like if you pick up something a waiver wire, you automatically go down to the bottom. So like if there's anyone above you, oh, mm-hmm. I think I think at the minimum you got to do that because like first come first serve is wild. That would be. Uh, like without any other waiting, that would be kind of wild. But I mean, hey, if we want a bloodthirsty, ruthless league. <laughs> the, all right. So the general idea is that you would draft, you know, 10 point earners. At least three of these would be show characters and at least three would be show phrases. Right. And I was thinking about adding a third possible point earner category, and that is uh, everyone has to draft at least one dragon. Mm. The dragon, not a metaphorical dra- dragon, an actual you know reptile. That's cool. And then are we gonna have a bit? Uh, the, or so out of at ten active, can we only have like six active slots? Because I do like the idea of having to activate a bench. And I, because I always the 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 pain of like benching someone who scores a lot of points is just too delicious to not get into our league. <laughs> so, so I think it might be easier for Evan if your team earns you your points. Uh, so we don't have it. We're not going to maintain it. Like it's this is the entire team. There's no benching. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let, let's 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 shelve that and think about that one. But the idea for the dragon would be if your dragon breathes fire. Because the thing points. is, is you could take some of this off of Evan. You could create a spreadsheet where every tab is a player and only they have the rights to edit that spreadsheet. And you'd have all your 10 positions and you'd have the six highlighted. And like until 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday nights, you can adjust that any way you want. But once once it's done, it's 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 locked in. You got the edit history so you can see if someone tried to cheat. But like, I don't know. I, I think the bench adds a lot of intrigue. And a lot of drama. What do you think, Evan, here? What do you think about it? I also like the bench idea. I was actually texting with um, one of my consigliaries about fantasy and sci-fi about this concept. Uh, and they, on your point of the dragon, that was like their first thing. They were like, you got to draft dragons. Uh, their recommendation was like two greens, two blacks, one dragon. Um, and then you could, so obviously you could vent, you could draft more than that and you could rotate your greens and your blacks, but every week you need to play two greens, two blacks, one dragon. I like the idea of drafting something relative to teams because it does create a category. However, if you run down the list of characters, I don't think that there are enough official greens for every, for six teams to have two greens on them. 
Six teams have two greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're probably right. so maybe one one a dragon. Just you, you think there's not because like because like anyone that's like there's very few. Are there any neutral parties in this? Absolutely, there are going to be tons of new, especially with the news that they're going to expand the show to different parts of the kingdom. It's like um, you know we we met the the Lord Baratheon in the last you know season right. finale. No, not a green, a green, not a black. I mean, oh well, no. He like I, I said, it's like I, I think once the war, I, it's my recollection. The entire, except for maybe Dorne, um, is that that the whole the whole kingdom gets, and you could just easily decide like, well, which army is he fighting for? I would think you'd be able to get twelve of each, but you know, again, you'd be scraping the bottom of the barrel towards the end. There, you'd be. So I I do like the idea because I was think I was actually going like highborn, uh, um, lowborn that you'd have like two you'd have two highborns two commoners, a tradesman or I don't know like like what you call what do you call a maester or, uh, something like that. But I I, but but I I I think the greens are blacks. I actually think that's better. Mm. Gives you more variety, like we were talking about greens. Um, but then also, like in fantasy football, I feel like there's always people that are like, I'm a big whatever Browns fan. And then I draft like all Browns players and be kind of funny right. if someone was like, I'm big black. I'm going to draft all blacks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that'd be me. I don't I don't want any greens on my team if I can avoid it. <laughs> Let's go, Jim. Let's go. <laughs> I'm team black. All the Let's way. go. <laughs> so here's a, here's a tricky thing. And this would maybe be for someone. I mean, maybe you would be the arbiter on this, Evan, but. What if I think someone is secretly working for Team Black, even though they're on the face of it a Team Green character? Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, have you explained the concept of the triarchy? I think that's when you gotta you gotta mobilize it. So we're gonna have a triarchy. Uh, the, Evan would be, um, you know, Lord Commander. We're gonna bring in uh, an Irish PhD to keep track of our mathematics. And um, we're also going to uh, bring in uh, shoot. Who is my? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fran Duffy, who does uh, NFL content. He's going to be our uh, our draft day guru. He's going to either manage our draft or our auction. And so, if there is a question about this, it could kind of come down to the the, the triarchy to make a decision on all matters that are under dispute. Another more easy, maybe a more easily discernible category would be to say you have to draft at least one blondie and one not blondie. <laughs> Love it. And so the not blondie could be. We're a, considering platinum as blonde. Yeah, I would say platinum yeah, 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 would yeah, be yeah. a blondie. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that, not necessarily greens or black, but it's easy to identify, man. I mean, there's no question. Damon Targaryen, the blondie. I mean, are we going for ease? Or are we going for because like I I do like the intrigue. I like the I like the lobbying of like if you picked Laris and you're trying to make a complicated argument, that he's actually on Team Black, even though he's on Team Green. <laughs> and it, are the triarchy going to roll with like what it looks what what they're declared on the face of it or what the popular fan theories are? Like I I think that like the I I when I think back to the fantasy football leagues. I've been in the most fun is when there's been like raucous brawls about stuff. Uh, so like I, I, I like conflict and arguing. Some and, people do like that. But some, some people, people that's don't. the juice. Yeah. They don't really care if they win or lose. They just like the juice yeah. of the conflict. Now other people just like it to be fun. They want it to be lighthearted. They don't want to feel like they're podcasting. Uh, Godfather sure. is breathing fire down their neck. They just want love in the world. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a good amount. There's a good reason to try to want a structure that's discernible from the get go, where there's no one that's going to be bitter about like, hey, I thought the rules were this, but then you changed the rules on me. I, I would I would like there. to Well, be also, people might people might change allegiances. You know, if you've got like, you know, you have to have two black slots and you got your two black slots filled and one of them defects to greens, yeah, yeah. then what do you do? Right. You know. Okay, here's a question, and this is an idea that we could easily shoot down, but I was thinking, in the season finale, all point-earning categories double. I like it. It's like a slingshot effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit a little bit more juice at the very end. Maybe a team that's like pretty far behind has a better shot to catch up and overcome. Oh, are we doing head-to-head each week, and we're just keeping the – are we doing a running – because like – 
a running point tally could get to where people just feel like they have they're just completely out of it, you know. Whereas if you just do like because like I'm thinking like say that we had uh, stabbing as an action and someone got Damon. Uh, that was at the second episode where he essentially takes on all of Crab Island. Like he might score a hundred points, and it's like, <laughs> but like if you just get your ass kicked, and that's like okay, I got I Damon's team got one point, you know, in the standings I got zero. It's like, well, next week you come back. But like some dude scores on, you know, 200 points in one week and everybody else is scoring 15. It's going to be rough. Here's what the running tab does for us. If there aren't teams that want to follow it that closely throughout the course of the, the season, they can put in their team at the beginning and just check in at the end to see how well they did. Right. Mm. Uh, so you don't have to worry about sort of defunct ownership. It's a little bit less lower stakes, a little bit lower. Stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Evan? Yeah. Should we do a week week by week head to head, or what do you think? I just assumed we were doing head to head. Um, I, yeah, it kind of stinks when you're in a fantasy league, right? And someone gives up. I mean, it doesn't stink because it's an easy win. But uh, for the sake of y'all's podcast, um, that would be less than ideal. But I don't think. I don't know if that list you sent out is final, but I feel like everyone is going to be caring, uh, having listened to all their uh, podcasts. All right. So here's what we I think we ought to do, unless there's other questions that we want to sort out. Add a couple phrases to add to your list. Oh, good. All right. Let me read my list. And then, and then okay. we'll, all right. So here would be sort of the, an example of approved dialogue. And the idea here is that it has to be at least two words long. All right. Otherwise, you could choose oh. the word and and then you win. Right. <laughs> so Aegon the Conqueror, Night's Watch, The Wall, Seven Hells, Dark Wings, Dark Words, Driftwood Throne, Iron Throne, Seven Kingdoms, Blood of the Dragon, Trial by Content. Sorry. Trial by Combat. <laughs> Don't want to give a, a plug to a non a non participant here. Dragon Rider, Milk of the Poppy, Moon Tea, Seven Gods. Lord of the Tides, The Realm, The First Men, Seven-Pointed Star, Silent Sisters, Song of Ice and Fire, My King, Hand of the King, My Lord Hand, Your Grace, My King, My Queen, or My Lady. Uh, you've got some to add, it sounds. Yeah, I didn't know that. It's the multiple word thing. But I came up with the two quintessential of uh, George Martin phrases, which I were rarely uttered in the uh, the the first series, um, but they're like my go go tos for him. I think they should be like these would be high value terms. Mm -hmm. uh, half a hundred, mm. which is that's like uh, Martin's countless, you know, just like a Brazilian uh, number, like the word umpteenth. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, I've, 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 damn it, Bran! I told you not to climb that wall a half a hundred times. Right, right, right. And then much and more. And more, of course. That scene is like when you say that, like, uh, you know, uh, we describe an aria. Her her eyes see much and more. Like it's something that, like, it's I forget like what the English idiom equivalent is yeah, to that. Yeah. Um, so I I'm open to I'm open to phrases or phraseology that's just a single word. But it, I mean, I think that we would have to agree that it's not like common language right. it would have to be well, world specific i'll save language. those for the i'll save those for the end okay. um i also thought valerian steel would be uh a good one yeah uh small council very good um children of the forest probably that's a that's a dark horse one but you know it, it might be might be coming there uh a, a reference to a maester's chain not any chain, but a direct reference to, uh, of a maester's chain, or maybe the links thereof. I this is the one that was kind of ill-defined. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a couple just words, uh, bastard. That's good. That's that's gonna be a, a a big 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 scoring one. Prophecy, witch, maester, and name day, which is ah. the the Game of Thrones equivalent of birthday. So you tell me if you think this is a good idea. I would like to lean on the stricter interpretation of these things. 
So okay, I'm just thinking. I don't want a variation. Like if someone like hand of the king. If someone mm-hmm. said just said the word hand, the hand, right? I would want Evan to come in and say, "Nope, I'm Not sorry, hand it's hand of the king." I understand that hand is a reference to that phrase, but I did not hear the phrase. Okay, that that's my preference. I don't know if you guys have different preferences. Oh, I think if it's if it's exact phrase, it should. So like that's the I guess the maester's chain would be kind of problematic for that. Um, two others I thought of that actually were name checked in the original series is make water, which is the Game of Thrones uh, word for urination mm-hmm. and night soil, which is the Game of Thrones euphemism for shit. That's going to be a team name of someone, I think. <laughs> the night, the night soilers. If we do add these and I think Kenning's like this can work. Kenning's when we push like longsword would be a Kenning. Where you're pushing two words together, or God's mm. wood would be a kenning. It's all one word. So I mean, we could add those in something like prophecy. Something the word like prophecy may be a little bit non-show specific. If you take my meaning, like that could be in any show. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, because these are just suggestions. You can take them or leave yeah, them. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm glad. Mean. I mean, we we need an approved list. What about so, Tricaris? Yeah, we could do. Oh, that's a good. That's one. a good single word one. Yeah. Um, can you get bonus points if, say, Dracarys might not be the best example of this, but let's say you have a character who says the word in a real badass, like on Dragonback. Can you get, like, two points instead of one point? <laughs> any, any words uttered on a dragon you get more points for? <laughs> I like it. What if you it's owned a dragon that the... Oh, okay, is that... Is that a, or, or what if you... Oh, if you owned a dragon... Cause that's that things like so. What you have a position of dragon? I agree, that's great. But like, what does that do? Like, my first thought is like any of these phrases spoken while someone is on the dragon How about this? would count for you. Any phrase spoken directly after a murder, or before, or before, <laughs> or before. like directly before or after. <laughs> but is it a so subs- is it has to be a specific you kind of them? like? It's got to be like yippee kaye motherfucker. Like it's it's an actual catchphrase. Or I'm happy with any kind of little spice to make this a little bit more fun. Um, Evan, I'm wondering maybe. I mean, we got a, a pretty long list here. I'm wondering if you would might want to review this and come up with like an official list for us. I can do that and then email it to you. Yeah. Um, to- to to Aaron's question about the dragon position, um, so that when when I was texting with my guy about that, um, w- this is when we were imagining actions may be scorable, and the thought was if your dragon like breathes fire or kills a person, you know that's like two points, and then like if they kill another dragon, that's like ten points. Again, here's the here's the thing about the actions. We want to level the playing field between the book readers and the show only people. And so if if it's a major plot point like that, that gives an advantage to the people who have read ahead. That's fair. Is Steve the only podcaster that hasn't read the book? Uh, I have not. Jim, no, Jim has not. Like Jim. And then I've been kind of holding myself back from, because I did read it. It was a long time ago. So. It was like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you could do something fun that's like would not the book like any dragon utterance is scored a point. Like, uh, you know, if they they're screeching, like if a dragon is like heard on the soundtrack, it's your dragon. That might be confusing though if there's a bunch of them. That will confuse me. Breathing fire is a good. That's one, why though. I thought that the fire would be definitive, right? Because it's like, yeah, you might if you're a book reader know roughly how many dragons are going to be central to the plot, but like how many gouts of individual flame they breathe. Like that's that's so that's so random. Or it could just be per episode. Like if if your dragon breathes fire, breathes at least fire, once. you just get a set amount of points. Ah, right. oh. uh, that I think that would, and and then you'd make that a significant point earner, right? You you give twenty twenty five. You get points, points for that. your dragon's death. Again, plot point. Mm. Right. All right. Anything else that we want to hammer out? Let's make a decision on the auction. Should we do the auction? Or do the draft? I'm on. I'm my vote's auction. I think auction is better podcast content, especially especially with the, this show. With there's so like few characters and there's so many people knowing plot points. I think doing a draft style will just if you if you're drafting last, you're going to get so screwed. 
Also, it's it's kind of fun to say like I can't believe they spent half their wad on that phrase, right? right? So no, it's hilarious. You know, it's hilarious. I I I love I love everything about the auction. <laughs> All right, let's let's do that. One thing, sorry, I have this in my notes. What are your thoughts on the ability to uh, draft auction, um, like groups of people? So like, probably can't do Kingsguard because too many people want a Kingsguard, but that would be like an example. Like I'm gonna take like Laris's Firefly guys. I'm gonna draft them as like a unit, similar to how in fantasy football you have like defenses. Defense. What do you guys think about that? I think it sounds cool. I, I how I many? I, I guess is there enough units to go around? Can we think of enough factions to plausible? Yeah, that's that's the one a good thing point. I worry about. So there's like those twin characters, Arik and Eric, right? Oh yeah, the Kingsguard. Yeah, twins. So those are named characters, and then of course, I don't, I, I mean, if they're named, they should be able to be drafted specifically. And so then I think drafting the Kingsguard as a group would make it difficult to. You could do that, but there's still there's still stuff like that in the fantasy leagues. Like, uh, God, who's that guy who was like a return specialist was also a wide receiver on a team. And like you could, you know, uh, there's like, t- like 10 years ago, there was a guy I think it was on the Chiefs that was like one of their better wide receivers. And he's also a, like a kickoff punt return specialist. And he got maybe it was the Bears, uh, Devin Hester, maybe this Devin, is it. Devin Hester, where like you would, you know, like you would get the point six points for him scoring the touchdown, but the defense special teams would also get the six oh, points. Interesting. So if you had them both, you could score twelve on a single single touchdown, or you could they that that could be split. So like, there's precedent for it. Okay, so give it some thought and. Um... Probably all these needs a little time to bake and think before the auction. Um, if we if we can keep like a Google Doc where someone maintains all the chain, then people can make suggestions and stuff. Let's do for, that, because especially on phrases and characters. Yeah, let's do that. And then, um, in addition to that, maybe like on the day of each person who's participating can come in and see if the triarchy will approve a new phrase that hasn't been thought of or, or approve something, mm. a new group of people or something like that. Have a great council. Yeah, there you go. Put forth your contenders. Uh, gentlemen, I appreciate your time today. Sounds like we've got the beginnings of a, of a fun little endeavor here. Uh, have you thought of any uh, team names yet? One of the Night Soilers is, boy, that <laughs> seems pretty. <laughs> the house words is, we shit the bed. <laughs> 